نیستی کریست از ریزن به خریستوس افتون Wishing you all a blessed feast of the resurrection. Um, today I want to meditate with you on one part of the story of the resurrection that was inspired by the Matins Gospel this morning. And the Matins Gospel was from Mark 16. And it begins like this. It says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, Salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, they had a question. This question was, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? They had all these spices and they were going to the tomb, but what are you going to do with the spices with the seal and the, tor- the door of the tomb closed? So that's the question I want to meditate On today, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Because I feel many people are living trapped in a in a tomb and wondering how the stone will be removed. And the large stone is our sins. It has chained us. It has trapped us inside of a in a tomb, left to and left us to rot and die. But thanks. Be to God, He's removed that stone, letting us free and giving us forgiveness of sins and redeeming us by His blood. And this freedom that He gave us when He took away the door of the tomb is something amazing, is something beyond. You know, like, you know the feeling when you've been cramped in a car for so long and then the first time you step out and you're, ah, I feel relieved. This is the freedom that the Lord Jesus Christ can offer through the resurrection. And my prayer for you all today is that you feel this freedom. Freedom from thoughts of money. Freedom from devices and social media. Freedom from the obsession with news and politics and careers. Actually, I was speaking to someone very dear to me, like I live somewhere else, and... This person didn't even know that it was like Good Friday, Easter weekend. I was so shocked. Bondage to the world. The person's very successful, is very busy, has a very beautiful career, but that's bondage. Bondage. That's not a Christ-centered life. Only through Christ and His resurrection you can have freedom. Freedom from all of these things. The large stone could be an immovable circumstance in your life. Maybe it's a tough issue with your health. Maybe it's a career problem with your boss. Maybe it could be a marriage or a relationship with your child. It could be a social status. No one likes me. No one cares about me. It could be a financial status, some debt or something It may seem like a stone has closed in on you. But through the power of the resurrection, the stone that was sealed, the stone that was not only sealed, but was guarded by soldiers, it was moved. And it moved. There's power in the resurrection. There's victory over the powers of darkness. You know, the women would have been helpless by themselves to move the stone without divine intervention. 
And neither will you be able to move your stones unless you call on divine intervention. You know, this past week in our prayers, one of the most famous phrases we've been saying is, we've, we said it many times, we said, Means what? It means, who was crucified on the cross, trample Satan under our feet. Trample Satan under our feet. Through the cross and the resurrection, he has placed Satan where? Under our feet. In the Pauline epistle today, it says, For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. And when the Lord sent out his 70 apostles and said, Go and preach to the world. They came back and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to your name. Because the demons were under our feet. And then the Lord said, because he didn't want them to be prideful, but he said, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing, nothing will by no means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I hope you have this feeling that you you can be victorious over sin. You can be. You can be. The devil should be under your feet. The key to experience the power of the resurrection, as His Holiness just mentioned, is never to lose hope. Never lose faith. As the Lord conquered death, so if He can conquer death, you can conquer anything. You can conquer anything. As St. Paul says, he says, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope we have the hope that these women had today. The hope that they decided to come to the tomb and they were bringing their spices had no idea what was going to happen. But they just came. They trusted in God. They had some idea and they just came to the tomb. They never lost their hope. This morning we read a story from the Deuterocanonical books. It's the story of Susanna. And her story is amazing because... As she was condemned to die, she's on the way to be condemned to die because some wicked rulers bore false witness against her. She cried out and she said, Eternal God, you know what is hidden and are aware of all things come that come before, before they come to be. You know that they have testified falsely against me. Here I am about to die. And though I have done none of the things which these men have condemned me, I feel like Susanna in the midst of on her pathway to condemnation, she still had hope. And because of her prayer, it's written that after she prayed this prayer, the Holy Spirit moved a young child named Daniel and Daniel spoke up and saved Susanna. Never lose hope. Susanna would have lost hope and wouldn't have prayed. I think she would have went to her tomb and the stone would have been sealed. 
But because she had hope in God, she was saved. The power of resurrection, the victory that you experience, I want everyone to understand this. You can experience it even in the midst of your struggle. Some people think because maybe they keep falling in sin, that there is no victory. And all of this stuff is mm, its just words that we say on Easter, that you can have victory over sins and all this stuff. And it's just empty words. But make no mistake that in the struggle, in the struggle of fighting against sin, there is victory. Every time you fall and you rise up is victory. You know, one of my favorite saints, St. Moses, was plagued by many sins because he lived a very corrupt life. His former life was very, very terrible. He was a murderer, a thug, a rapist. Everything, you name it, he did it. And then God enlightened him and he became a monk. But when he became a monk, what a transition. How hard could it be to be a bandit thief and then become a desert father? And so he struggled. And he struggled. And he struggled. And many times, and I've told you this many times, that he would go and cry to his father of confession and say, what is this? What, like, I can't do this anymore. I'm struggling. But one time, I want to read you one time what his father of confession said to him. Father Isidore. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, from this time forward, the devil shall cease from you. Drawing near then, participate in the holy mysteries, and you shall be free from all and, purit- and purify both the flesh and of the spirit, you must not boast within yourself. You must not boast within yourself and say, I have overcome the devils. For it was your for your benefit. Hear this part. It was for your benefit that they have made you strong. Meaning that all the trials and the temptation that St. Moses went through, they were times to strengthen him. And eventually, the beauty of this, there was a time... That Father Isidore said, the devils are no more. They won't touch you. And then Moses returned to his cell. And after two months, Father Isidore came to him and asked him concerning himself. And St. Moses replied, he said, I never see now anything which is hateful to me. All of us, we want that moment where we say, Oh, we can be free from lust. We can be free from sin. We can be free from all these things. But the victory, the final victory is coming. But every day is a minor victory. As long as you get up. As long as you arise. As long as you resurrect from the pit of your sin. So never be discouraged. Never lose hope. Because our Lord has conquered death. The second way we can experience the resurrection and have the stone removed from our tomb is... This is what the angel, I want to tell, like, read what the angel told the ladies. He said, and it happened, I'm reading from the gospel, it says, and it happened, they were greatly perplexed about this. And behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, this is beautiful, the angels told the, the women, they said, why do you seek the living 
among the dead. Why? Why would you seek someone living among the dead? Life and death do not coexist. You should not seek wisdom from foolish people. Could you find wisdom from foolish people? No. Can you seek truth from dishonest people? No. Can you seek righteousness from evil? These things are opposite. They don't exist. You can't find light in darkness. It doesn't exist. They can't coexist. Too many people are trying to find the living among the dead. Too many people are living to die. And too many people are dying to live. Way too many people are dying for the opportunity to live, to be free, as I talked about before. To experience, ah, ah, the freedom from sin and all this stuff. But you won't find, you will never find the living among the dead. You have to look in a different place. You can't go to Jewel Osco and find a car. It doesn't, cars don't, they're not there. You will never ever find the living among the dead. One of the spiritual lessons that we learn from Ruth is that Ruth left the house of bread to go to some place pagan, some place that was empty. Never leave the house of bread. She left Bethlehem, the house of bread, because of some troubles. And she tried to find food somewhere else. And eventually she had to return. Because you will not find bread outside of the house of bread. You cannot find the living among the dead. That's why the Pauline epistle today says, Do not be deceived. Don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. You cannot find good habits in evil people. You cannot. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Sometimes people will complain that they're not growing in their spiritual lives. But if you are not willing to change your habits. Then you are not going to be able to seek the living. How can you seek the living among the dead? That's why the Pauline epistle says we have spent enough, enough. Enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. We walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to, in regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. If you want your stone to be removed, like from the tomb, Like these women, you should never lose hope. They got to be the first witnesses to the resurrection. The people who struggle, the people who never lose hope, the people who seek the living among the living. I hope all of us, we live Christians, we die to the world, and we live here, and we live in the afterlife. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I hope we experience this joy, the joy of the resurrection. And glory be to God forever. Amen.